and welcome to Emma's ESL English. Today, we are talking about how to make a learning plan, taking your goals into account. Hmm. In episode 99, we looked at the value of goals for your English. And in episode 128, we talked about how to make your goals effective for your English. Remember, like we said in episode 128, the big general goals like be fluent in English are not awfully helpful. Not only is this goal variable from person to person, but it's really hard to know when you've achieved it. I've come across so many learners who have this as their main goal, but no matter how fluent they became, it was never enough. Having a big goal like this causes you to devalue all of the progress and commitment that you've already made. Instead, we want to have clear and measurable goals. For example, you could read one Engu article a day, or you could memorize 10 new vocabulary words a week and try to use them in a sentence. Maybe you could write three English emails a week. If you have to write English emails, episode 18 to 20 are all about writing emails in English. Maybe you could say, I'm going to speak English for half an hour a week. Something like Cambly is really, really helpful for this. You can find yourself a nice teacher that doesn't make you feel scared, and then you can practice as much as you need to. Maybe you want to do something a bit more daring and sign up to complete the IELTS test before Christmas. All of these are actionable goals that you can measure and that will improve your fluency. So once you've got your learning goal, how do you make it achievable? Some of these, like reading one Engu article a day, are pretty obvious. If you're not sure how to use Engu or you've never heard of it before, if you go to the ESL Tips playlist on YouTube, I'm pretty sure the Engu episodes are in there and that will teach you how to use an Engu article to make the most out of it. But that's pretty simple. So instead, let's go with memorize 10 vocabulary words a week. First, we need to break this down a lot further. For starters, we need to know where are you going to get your vocabulary words? I mean, you could just try to memorize a book of idioms, but that sounds really boring. <laughs> So first, I think we need to go back a bit. Why are you learning English? What will be its end use? Are you using it for work? If so, you need to consider where you can find vocabulary that will be relevant for work. Of course, you could just learn business English. That's totally fine. But if you're a chief information officer and you need to talk about data, business English isn't going to be awfully useful. If you're a doctor, business English isn't going to be very useful. So you need to find English that's relevant to your profession. The first thing I would suggest is finding your professional magazine. If you can find the magazine that represents your profession, you'll find a lot of relevant vocabulary in there. You could maybe listen to a podcast delivered by someone in your profession. Or you could find some TED Talks about your profession. 
Or perhaps are you using English for everyday conversations? If you live in the UK or Australia or a country that uses English as a general tongue, then this might be the case. In that scenario, it would be better for you to find something that has a lot of daily conversations. So you could try watching TVs and movies that have a lot of these really normal conversations. You could find local conversational podcasts with hosts that come from your area. You could find the local newspaper, or perhaps you could just sit in the local cafe and eavesdrop on the patrons. Whatever you need English for, there will be some source that will be more useful, relevant, and valuable to you. So part of your plan is maybe once or twice a week to find and study the source material. Part two, maybe to listen or read and write down any words or phrases you don't know. Part three, another day, go through this list and find definitions or explanations for those new words. Part four, try and write your own sentences using those words. And finally, part five, try to introduce them to your spoken vocabulary by using them in conversation. You might find this process is too much. So you might decide to roll it over three weeks. Week one, find the source, listen and capture all of the vocabulary. Week two, get the explanations and practice writing the sentences. Week three, try to use them in a conversation. Alternatively, you might decide to roll it. So while you're working on getting the words in your conversation, you're also working on finding next week's words and on finding explanations for last week's words. I hope that makes sense. Remember, I'll write this all down on the blog. So if you are confused, just go to the blog and you'll see it. The link to the blog will be in the description. So this might take you anywhere from 10 minutes to one hour. And I would say that some days are gonna take longer than others. So you might wanna organize your time so that you do the more time consuming tasks on your quiet day and the 10 minute tasks on your busy day. And then of course you also need to build in revision so that you don't forget all of these new words. <laughs> But what if you decided to do something bigger, like that IELTS test before Christmas? Okay, in that case, I would suggest you spend a little bit longer planning and strategizing how you're gonna get yourself ready for the test. These kinds of tests are less about your English level and more about your memorization and strategy skills. You need to break your preparation down into listening, reading, writing, and speaking skills. Then you need to do your research to find out how the test works and what the examiners are looking for. If we take the IELTS test as an example, if I went in as a native speaker without knowing anything about the test, then I'd probably get a five or six. You're looking for an eight. The reason is, as a native speaker, I'm pretty lazy we all are, and I would choose the simplest and easiest vocabulary and grammar. But that is not the way with this or most of the other tests. To pass this test, I would need to know that I need to convert a simple question into a complicated answer. I would need to know 
that I need to think about how to use longer and more complicated words to explain the point and how to extend my short sentence into a short paragraph. These are all skills that you can learn. And as a native speaker, once I know that, then I can achieve the higher level. But for you as a learner, you need to figure out how you're going to do that and how you're going to memorize that vocabulary and grammar so that you can do that. Luckily, these are all skills that you can learn and the internet is full of vocabulary lists, grammar lists, lessons, example tests that you can use to prepare yourself. So hopefully now you can take some of the goals that you made. You did make some goals, right? <laughs> After episode 128 and break them down into smaller steps that will help you achieve your goal over time. Remember, if you want more stuff to study, you can always scroll back through the podcast or head to the YouTube channel to get all of the previous episodes. In the YouTube channel, the episodes are all put into playlists. So if you just want to study grammar or you just want to study writing or you just want to study listening, there's a playlist there for you. Also, a quick note for the podcast listeners. If you are listening on Stitcher, they're closing down. Go check your emails. There will be an email there about it somewhere. It will give you all of the dates. But the kind of key important information is if you're on Stitcher, you need to transfer all of your podcasts over to another provider. This podcast is available on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and like everywhere else. Anyway, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this was helpful and I will see you tomorrow.